What up? This is Shan and this is Cozy Womb Podcast. This is Ari. Say hi. Hi. Say hi, Anya. Hi. What up? Say what? Hey, this is Shan and this is Cozy Womb Podcast. Welcome. If you're not new, welcome back. What's up? Um, you know, tonight I really wanted to focus in on uh, a very important, current, too many times repeated situation, um, the topic on child suicide. And I have never consistently heard of children committing suicide um, than, like, right now, like, especially last year. It's kind of ridiculous that a child would think about ending their life off of bullying, ending their life off of um, comments on social media about, from people that they don't know. Um, you know, not having that, you know, confidence or that reassurance from home to make them feel like it's not that serious. And I don't know what what's going on right now where kids aren't getting um, that value of who they are from home or that value from who they are with the people around them in their lives or parents that are not seeing uh, attitudes change or mannerisms change or kids being closed off or not even getting the hint or the clues and, you know, what are the teachers and the principals and the assistant principals at school um, dealing with and what are they not saying and what are they not paying attention to? Uh, Social media plays a big part in everyone's lives right now. We have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have uh, Twitter, we have uh, WhatsApp app, we have video that we can have back and forth with strangers. We have a Duo, which is like Google FaceTime. We have regular FaceTime. We have so many windows of opportunity for something negative to be said, for something to be uh, sent that's mean or heartless. And children haven't gone through um, life enough to know all of their worth. So it's really on their parents, their caregivers, their family, the friends, their teachers, their principals, uh, their pastors. Like, all of us play a part in that. And I think we're not paying attention to what is the acceptable norm for children right now. We're not paying attention to, um, you know, negative feedback being given or a child being exposed to something that's adult-like and they shouldn't be. Suicide rates right now for black children are twice as much as any other race right now. And if you think about it, our communities for black people have completely shifted from great-grandmothers 
great-grandfathers, grandfathers, grandmothers, and actual parents being in that community, pointing out when somebody else's kid that they know is doing something wrong, catching them, talking to them. Like, everybody's too busy in their own lives to feel like that's their business, one, or to feel like, oh, I need to reach out, two, or we're consistently worrying about paying a bill, being at work, what we got to do, where we got to go. And we're not focusing on what's really going on in like our kids day to day. And that is what's really creating a big gap between the reality that kids face on a day to day basis and their parents or their caretakers. You know, children have a honest instinct when it comes to trouble, when it comes to negative energy, and the truest instinct. And the world hasn't gotten to them yet until that world that world gets to them in a negative light and completely reconstructs all the good that you've done as a parent. So it's important for us to consistently feed our kids' minds, tell them why they're great, Tell them that you're proud of them. Tell them why they matter. Tell them um, that it's important for them to not do this in public. That it's important for them not to listen to people when they tell them that they're not good or they're not smart or they're not important or they're not beautiful or they're not pretty. Even my five-year-old, she goes through days where she's like, "Um, can I wear some of your makeup because I want to be pretty? And I tell her, Anya, you are pretty. No, I'm not. I don't have makeup. Makeup doesn't make you pretty. You're already pretty. Makeup just adds a color to it. You don't need that. And I, if I had to start when my child is five, imagine parents who don't talk to their kids about that or their kids don't tell them I want to wear makeup and think that they want to wear makeup and maybe sneak it when their parents aren't looking. Imagine those types of Um, relationships that are happening in homes across the world because this is happening across the seas this is happening on the west of the world this is happening in the east this is happening uh, south north this is happening all over like I've been going through different stories of child suicide you know you know why should we talk to them because it's happening it's happening at at 6, it's happening at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. It's happening everywhere. How should you talk to them? You have to figure that out. There's so many resources online that you can look up on how to talk to your kid. What do you say? There's so many resources online and books in like Barnes and Nobles and bookstores and libraries that you can read about to see what should you say. There's no excuse for not having that discussion. The worst thing that you can do when raising a child is not have discussions about current topics in the news or current situations or negative feedback that people are getting across the globe and not talk about what's happening overseas because you're not directly affected. We have to talk to our kids in preschool. We have to talk to our kids in kindergarten. Maybe you'll do it in a simpler way, but you need to talk to them. 
you know, if somebody has died, just say to them, this person has died and it's very sad. Very simple. If it's a big kid between 7 and 11, you give short answers. If they ask for more details and you feel like your child is, um, you know, able to have that discussion and is mature, because you would know if your child is mature enough to have that discussion and not be too emotionally stuck on what you said, you can go into details if you choose to. From 11 to 14, you need to be straightforward because the world is being straightforward with them and being very direct. You know, straightforward conversations. Answer their questions. Meet them at their level. Understand where they're coming from. Try to understand where their friends are coming from. Get to know how their parents live, how their friends' parents live, who their friends live with, if it's brothers and sisters. You know, don't be around the bush when it comes to kids between 11 and 14 because those are the most influential years being a preteen and trying to either fit in or be comfortable being their own person. High school, young adults, they're able to go where they want to go, do what they want to do, even when they're not supposed to. You have to be blunt honest. You have to be direct. My nephews that are like 19 and in their 20s, I'm very direct. You know what I'm saying? I don't sugarcoat anything. Even, you know, my 13-year-old nephew, I don't sugarcoat anything. Because I know that if I don't honestly answer what they need, they're going to get it from somewhere else. They don't need me to give them those answers. High school kids, you know, you need to talk to them to see, like, what will you do when your friends talk about it, a suicide, what what are the things that you should look for or look out for with your friends to see if they're suicidal? What situations are they going to through? Do they need somebody to talk to? They can talk to someone else. They don't have to talk to you. But what a gem if you can talk to your kid about child suicide or someone feeling suicidal. Mental health is very important. Mental health is either going to help you or it's going to stall you out on the things that you want to do and the places that you need to go. Personally, I feel like everybody needs to be going to therapy. Everybody needs somebody unbiased to be talking to about what's going on in their lives, what hasn't gone right, what has gone right, um, and if they need to focus in on what they want to do. I used to think that, you know what, if you have good friends, I don't see why you should need therapy. Sometimes you need to talk to somebody that doesn't know you, doesn't know your friends, don't know your parents, don't know your grandparents, don't know your brother or your sister, don't know anything about your school and really just want to know like what it is that you need. College, there's thousands of suicides in college but once you're in college you're very much considered an adult and should be able to quote unquote handle your shit whatever that is I don't know but there's so many things we have to look for like what are the warning signs when it comes to child suicide 
you know, if a child is doubting themselves, if a child um, gets fidgety once you get close to school, or if you mention, okay, you need to go to bed and get ready for school, and you notice their whole mannerisms change, something's going on. If they're having issues sleeping, something's going on. If they do not want to do the fun thing that they used to want to do, something's going on. You know what I'm saying? If they're in their room too much, Staying in bed, not being uh, social with family members or friends, not going out, um, not eating, and you're just noticing a change. Ask questions. Be observant. You know? Try to switch up your schedule of how you do things and just pop up on them one day and just be like, hey, um, I'm checking you out of school. And they're going to be like, for what? You don't need a reason. I just want to hang out with you. Like, kids love to be checked out of school. I loved when my brother would come from out of town, drive to Maryland, and check me out of school, and we'll just maybe go hang out, go to the house, hang out, or I'll drive back with him to Philly for the weekend or something. Kids love being checked out. What better way to pop up on your kid on random, uh, check them out of school, take them out for lunch, maybe bring them back, maybe not. You know, is there uh, any increased alcohol in the home or is anybody on drugs in the home or is someone in the home going through a situation and your child is used to always having them around and then all of a sudden they're not around? You know, are they not wanting to hang out with friends, family? Are they all of a sudden always angry or always yelling or... um always, you know, looking for an argument. That's something to look for. Sorry, the the um sister snitch came and told me something I was doing. But yeah, like you have to notice like the changes that your your kid is going through, you know? And warning signs are something to be looked at. If your kid has been repeatedly, you know, telling you about this boy or this girl at school that he's bothering them or picking on them, first things first, talk to your kid first, all right? See if your kid is consistently having an issue or their mood is changing. Um, Always check to see what's the difference going on in your child's grades or schoolwork. Sometimes you need to pop up on their teachers and their classroom to see how that's going. Sometimes just observe how kids interact in the hallways at school, if you can. All of that has something to do with what's going on in your kids' day-to-day. I, I tell people all the time, I can't wait for my girls to go to elementary school and go to middle school and feel like they're comfortable with my quote-unquote schedule. And I'm going to take great pride in popping up on them without them knowing. Because you need to see how kids interact with each other in order to be in the mind frame of how your kids move about in their day. Kids spend the most time of their lives in school. So if they can't feel safe in school and they feel bullied in school and they're feeling pressure and anxiety from the place that they spend the most time, that's a problem. 
Like, I don't care how many times I would have to change my kid's school in order for them to feel comfortable to learn. I'm going to do that. We have to stop ignoring, uh, masking, and uh, belittling our kids' quote-unquote issues that they're having because those can turn into bigger issues. And the last thing you want your kid to do is to feel like you're not listening. You're going to tell them that they're being a punk or they're uh, being a big baby and it's not really that serious. If it's serious to them and it's stopping them from doing what they need to do in school, it's serious. If it's changing their mood at home and with other people, it's serious. And sometimes that kid that's at school bullying and mistreating someone and um, having a group of friends that consistently point out negative things towards other kids, they have the worst things going on at home. Or they have a parent that's not really into having a relationship with them and they take out their anger, their frustration with other kids at school. That happens. That's regular. But for a child to feel like they need to end their life because somebody doesn't like them, that's not... That's not usual stuff. Like, I don't know any child that I went to school with from elementary school to high school that commits suicide. But suicides for children right now in my adult life, from social media to news, has been so repetitive and so consistent that it's it's like, oh, did you... It's like hearing, oh, did you hear... A fire alarm went off at school yesterday. Like, that's how common it is, and it should not be common. You know, we shouldn't be having stats like 6 to 12 million children a year are reported to Child Protection Services and in the most states. Or one of three uh, foster children are required to take a, psych, uh, you know, psychiatric um, evaluation or medicines for their psyche. Or the high rates in, like, child abuse. You know what I'm saying? Um, a boy found dead in his dorm room after hanging himself. You know, your kid is having an issue, let them go to therapy. Therapy should be covered by either the state medical insurance, or if your job has medical insurance and your kids are on it, it should be covered. The downside to... Um, your child needing to go to therapy is if it's a single parent you have to take a child to therapy at least once a week every week up until the therapist starts seeing more improvement and then you'll go like maybe once every two weeks or maybe I need to see that kid twice a month or once a month it's it can be a strain depending on what you do for work but if there's two parents I feel like you should accommodate by sharing or taking that responsibility. But the reality today is, is less than likely that um, it's going to be a two-parent household. You know, I even looked into, you know, my five-year-old going to therapy at one point in time, but because they wanted me to bring her there every week and I have other things going on where I have to go to court for certain things, that's too much of a strain on um, my work. So what I did is 
I created uh, a behavior system with her teacher at school and at home that I can do where I go ahead and I reward her for doing things on her own that she's supposed to do, for trying, for, you know, better behavior. And I always tell her that, thank you, thank you for doing this, um, that's very smart, you know, I, I get more involved in that conversation I have with her, and I answer all her questions, because she's a thinker, she, um, holds her thoughts, and then she shares them, so just being more aware of how your child is, is going to help you prevent a child's suicide, you know, there's so much going on, we have an Iowa man convicted of murdering four-month-old daughter in 2010, dies by suicide, in prison like there's so much suicide going on child suicide on the rise children are dying by suicide has increased in recent years largely due to what experts believe the lack of awareness among family members if someone in the family is going through a suicide attempt or feeling depressed you're going to notice that don't make it a quote-unquote family secret let everyone in the family know to what extent this person is not having a good time at this moment. This is what's happening. Be mindful of the words you use. Uh, be mindful of your child's maturity. And just be honest. Don't try to mask it. There's child suicides on the rise in Bangladesh. Like It has nothing to do with just the United States. This is everywhere. Utah teen who filmed girl suicide to be sentenced for child abuse homicide. It's crazy. 19-year-old man who pleaded guilty to child abuse homicide by buying rope for a teenage girl to hang herself, then filming the act. Craziness, okay? Um, What else? Um... Child killer serving life sentence in Idaho, Idaho prison dies by a parent's suicide. Two young Alabama girls commit suicide within a month of one another. And it says this, one of the things that I want parents to understand is that talking about suicide will not make their child attempt suicide. Sometimes that child wants you to come talk to them. Sometimes a child wants you to be direct with them and force them to talk. Sometimes. Especially if they have a parent that's not really strict. I wish my parent that I had um, in my home, my mother, was more strict and she wasn't. So I had to grow up not having someone in the household that will always discipline me and my brothers and I didn't like that I always wished that my mom could put her foot down on something so I didn't have to a lot of kids live like that and it's hard for a kid to be able to have a kid's brain but to protect themselves in an adult manner all the time because not everybody is going to come at you the same way when they have negative intentions You know, a lot of people are seeing an increase in rates in depression and anxiety when it comes to kids. Since when? Like, what is happening? Are are kids not getting enough love at home? Are you not hugging your kids? Are people not being compassionate? 
our um, schools not getting, giving enough time for kids to um, spend time just figuring out what they like on the playground or having enough, you know, time for the things that they like. Are teachers not really loving their jobs and kids getting that impression in class? Therefore, they're having a lack of enthusiasm in the classroom and kids are finding other things to do other than learn in the classroom, which can be picking on other kids or causing problems for the sake of causing problems because they're bored. I think everything has something to do with it. You know, I remember when you could only get on Facebook if you were like in college in a university. Now Facebook is so wide streaming, you had to be a certain age. Now you could be any age on Facebook. Like, social media needs certain restrictions. Social media needs that. You know, that whole Facebook Live, it sounds like a good idea, but I think there has been more negative feedback from the Facebook Live than anything else. You know, suicides... Um, rapes, people being held at gunpoint, um, just a lot of craziness when it comes to um, social media being live. Child bride at 16 attempts suicide by jumping off of a roof when um, two year marriage to their cousin, to her cousin ends. Like it's crazy, like there's so much going on. 12-year-old boy jumped from a highway overpass attempting to commit suicide, but instead killed a 22-year-old um, person. It's just, like, where, what is going through a kid's mind for them to feel like they need to end their life? Like, as as a adult, I don't get it. As a mother, I don't get it. And it bothers me to know that I have children and... A child could be having these thoughts. Like, what is it that you're not seeing over time before they get to a point where they want to commit suicide? What is it that parents are not um, paying attention to when it comes to their kids where they want to commit suicide? A mother kills her child and tries to commit suicide. Like, it's just, it's just a lot of suicide news. It's crazy. Um... It's just, I don't know. Alabama nine-year-old dies by suicide after racist taunts and bullying, her family says. A fourth grader in Alabama died by suicide after being bullied with racist taunts, according to child's family. Nine years old? Like, come on. Like, I even talked to, like, my daughter, and she's five, about you know, her skin and what it means when somebody calls you black. And, you know, I have to tell her that she's beautiful. She's not ugly. Um, I have to tell her that sometimes people think a certain way and that doesn't make them right. That they think that because of the color of your skin, you're not good and you're, you're not deserving and you are. And, you know, I have to tell her that, you know, I love her and why I love her. All of that is important. When it comes to kids. All right. Um, I think the only thing we can do now 
Um, especially if you're, oh, I know you're not new to child suicide because it's been in the papers and the news on social media everywhere. Um, how should you talk to your kid? I think keeping a child's um, every day the same and consistent that they're familiar with is going to help. Um, picking a place where it's calm, it's quiet, but it doesn't make a child feel like they're being backed into a corner to discuss something is good. Kids overhear a lot. I know my daughter eavesdrops a lot on everything I say on the phone. I've tried to spell out things, but she's spelling out things also. So I try to use like code words. Um, Be aware of your feelings and how your tone is when you come across and you ask questions or you say certain things because sometimes kids can feel a vibe that they're in trouble on how you say something. And if you're saying something where they're not in trouble, don't give them that vibe because they're not going to want to talk. I think the best thing we can do as parents or caregivers is to keep checking in with your kid. Maybe the first time they don't want to talk, maybe the second time they don't want to talk, but maybe that third or fourth time they want to talk. Sometimes kids just need to know that they have a space and opportunity and you're comfortable with them coming to you about questions or about something that's going on with one of their friends or somebody that they know. The best thing you can do is support your kids Um, in a open way. I'm not saying that you have to be their friend. I'm not saying that you have to be super invasive. I'm just saying be aware of changes. Be um, open to talking. Let them feel like it's okay to talk to you. And listen. Listen first before you jump down their neck on something. You know, it will benefit your kid if they feel like they are supported by you, if they feel like they have your attention and they have your time. You have to understand um, what their situation is that they feel like they're in. You have to allow them to describe to you what's going on in their language. If you don't understand something, tell them you don't understand, you know, Always offer um, your experiences also. Sometimes kids relate if something may have happened to you when you were younger and they'd be like, oh yeah, that, that's kind of what's happening to me. That type of thing. Offer that. Don't make them feel guilty. Don't make, make them feel ashamed. Don't make them feel like they're to blame for something. Because that's going to help them keep opening up. You have to, um, if it's a close family member or a friend that has gone through uh, attempted suicide and it did not um, become successful, just talk to them about somebody being really sad, somebody, some, you know, they're being really upset about something. We can always go to the hospital when you're ready to visit them because a lot of times kids don't know how to comfort a friend uh, after attempted suicide because that friend may have not explained something that was going on with them. You have to encourage them to be okay with expressing how they feel. 
that is just not something that kids are always open to all the time. Maybe you have that kid that is comfortable with that, but not every kid is comfortable with that. Uh, you know, creating a connection with your child um, is always like something I try to focus on because I don't want my girls to feel like they can't talk to me about anything. They can always talk to me about something. And I'm always looking to teach them about something that I feel like they would experience before they actually experience it. So um, that's what I try to focus on and allow them not to talk if they don't want to talk. Don't bully them into talking. That's the last thing they need, especially if they're the one being bullied. You know, kids will come to you with concerns and questions if you respect them so they can show you respect. Like, we have to be the example um, for our kids if we want them to trust us, if we want them to come to us. You know, I feel like having boys, brown boys over having brown girls, um, they go through a lot more because not only are they trying to um, find their worth outside of the household, they're trying to um, refrain from a lot of violence. They're trying to refrain from uh, the law or police thinking that they're all one way because of how society depicts them. Maybe they've seen or had an exposure to domestic violence at home or some type of neglect or any type of stressors or maybe they've seen friends or family get killed or uh, beat up or, you know, just going through another level of life very early that they have their own triggers and they have their own stresses at, you know, ages 5 through 11 or 12 to 14. They go through a lot very early. So when they become men, I feel like it's very hard for them to be open, to be, uh, you know, more understanding of everybody needs a chance. Because... Once people keep repeatedly showing you that they're going to treat you less than, you stop trusting people. And, you know, having the exposure to a lot of adult things at a young age for a little boy or a little girl, that's, that's going to affect how you treat other people. That's going to attract, uh, affect you mentally, physically, emotionally. Uh, you would probably be more detached because you're scared of losing someone because you've always lost someone. Everything has a reason on why people act or they treat people a certain We just have to be like more aware and available for when you know, our kids need us as teachers. I'm sorry, but yes, you have to be more available to a lot more kids in your classroom. Um, you know, if you notice a kid, you know, always separating themselves at lunch or, you know, you notice a kid being super pushy, say something, do something, talk to that kid privately, both talk to the bully 
or um, quote unquote maybe a bully and talk to that kid that's really timid and shy and you know may sit by themselves and try like different things on trying to you know involve them in things try reaching out to that parent and seeing if this is normally how they act at home or you know you know how has this child grew up or try to find out like what's that child's living arrangement some kids are very quiet into themselves some kids aren't you just have to figure out what kind of kid you have in your school what kind of kids you have in your classrooms and a lot of people think just because a parent may be very well off or may work for the state or they might be a police officer or they might be a judge that this kid has to be A1. This kid has to be great in school. That's not always the case. A lot of times if, you know, some a child's parents are high profile, that parent may spend less time with that kid. That parent may not really know what type of kid they have in their home. And they just know that that kid has everything that they quote-unquote need. But they really don't have a relationship with their parent. And sometimes that kid may look for relationships at school. But not every kid is like that. Not, Not every kid is outgoing. And maybe they just go in their room, play video games. Maybe that video game is very violent. Maybe they talk to people online that they don't know, that they can't see. Maybe they, you know, put their emotions and their anger into something that they shouldn't. And one day that just bursts into negative energy that they expose to other kids at school. There's a lot of things that go on with children where uh, people may lack a good family network at home or they may lack... Uh, good support from friends that they should have and those friends are trying to figure out who they are at the same time and then you meet a new group of friends and you think it's all cool because they do something new and you try that something new and you figure out that's not for you but you don't want to be called the quote-unquote lame and not do what everybody else is doing because that's the thing to do currently you just have to Just be honest and hope that you are raising a kid that's comfortable with being themselves all the time. You know, growing up and me going to different schools, me going to schools in Philly, me going to schools in Baltimore and in Maryland and in Florida and in Georgia, I had to be comfortable being Chantal all the time. I had to be comfortable being able to sit at any lunch table um, at school that I wanted. I had to be comfortable talking to anybody in the classroom that I wanted. I don't care if you were Asian, Hispanic, um, if you were Puerto Rican, if you were Jamaican, if you were African, if you were white, if you were um, black or whatever. I can talk to any and everybody because I treated every and anybody the same. I've never um, had an issue where someone was being blatantly racist to me, to my face. I've never had an issue where um, someone was bullying me on a consistent basis, but I've seen it. And whenever I could say something, I said something. And whenever I could, like, you know, let a teacher know, I let a teacher know. 
But you always find, like, those teachers that you can openly talk to. You always know, like, are you going to the vice principal or the principal's office just to talk about something? You always know that kids are, like, consistently getting in trouble when you're in school. You know who the kids are. Everybody knows who the school bully is. But not everybody is willing to speak up. I don't want to have that kid that's okay um, screenshotting or videotaping when somebody else is getting picked on at school. I don't want to have that kid that's just laughing at a kid that's been bullied or is being bullied at school because it's the thing to do. I want to have that kid that's going to tell everybody that's not funny and help that kid that's being pushed around. There's a difference. There's a way for your kids to be the exception. But I don't think enough parents are talking about good characteristics that you should have when it be, when it comes to other people and how you treat other people. I don't think enough parents are teaching kids how to stand up for themselves without being violent. I don't think enough parents are talking to their children and explaining to them how much they mean to them, how important they are, how smart they are, how proud they are. All of that has to do with why a child feels inadequate, if they feel inadequate. A lot of that has to do with why a child feels the need that their life is not worth it anymore and they should leave. Personally, I have felt... um, suicidal at 16, 17. Um, uh, Maybe once more at um, 19. But since then, no. But what goes through your mind at that time is feeling like you don't have someone important that other people may have in their lives that they would you would want that relationship you don't have that there's no way to make that relationship maybe because somebody is not there anymore and you cannot have them be there anymore for whatever reason maybe um someone that you're really close to is always um you're always in fear of them being hurt or you're always in fear of them not being there one day and then you don't know where you would be or dealing with an issue that you've been trying to um, push to the far back of your mind and life just always brings it to the front when you don't want it. Like All of that has something to do with a child feeling suicidal and every kid goes through certain things. Every kid goes through things that are... Um, different, but I think being able to talk to the right person, being able to be open and be able, able to know that certain people are in your lives to go ahead and make you feel okay with experiencing what you experience and still being valued. And we have to make sure our kids go to school and they come home and they stay at our house and they go to their friend's house and they see other things going on in the world and they still feel that they are valued. Hug your kids. Love on your kids. um, 
talk to your kids about suicide talk to them about who it affects it doesn't always affect just them it'll affect people that care about them people um that's been in a class with them people that have seen them every day since they've been five people that help raise them uh grandparents uh teachers brothers sisters um it will affect their mother it will affect other children it will affect the people in their community parents aren't automatically prepared for a child's death. That is not how, quote-unquote, life is supposed to work. Parents, in their back of their minds, think, I'm going to raise my child. They're going to become an adult. They're going to be in their career. They're going to find someone. They're going to get married. They're going to have kids. I'm going to get old. Then I'm going to help take care of their kids. And eventually, I'm going to die first, and my child is going to take care of me. I already made my setup for when I go. Parents are not having their child, raising their child in the time frame of raising their child. Let me make sure that I have enough money set aside for my a child casket. That is not what's on parents' minds, but now it's looking like it's something that parents have to think about more often than not. We have to stop child suicide by having those discussions. Stop acting like that's something that's not happening. That is something that's happening too many times, too often, and we have to do everything that we can to prevent that. If your child is rude, unruly, uncontrollable, and you are that child's parent, it is your duty to go about figuring out how to help that child. You shouldn't be sending that child to a public school or a private school to go ahead and make it work. If you know your child has behavior issues, handle that. It's just like when adults come to work and they have behavior issues and you knew that their parents should have handled that years ago, but now you may be the assistant manager or the manager and now you have to babysit a a grown adult at work because nobody checked them in their child age. It's just like that. So if we want to make our schools safe, if we want to make our children feel safe, and we want to make our children better and feeling confident and feeling, uh, you know, worthy and self-assured, we have to have the discussion of what's going on in there every day. We can't be blinded by it. We can't think, oh, because they're a boy, they're going to man up. We can't think, oh, because they're a girl and they're pretty, they shouldn't have any problems. We can't think, oh, because I have money, they're going to be automatically confident and they're going to be great at school. Stop thinking that. Every child is not the same way. You have to talk about the things you don't want to talk about. My name is Shan. That is all I got for you tonight. I hope um, that if you haven't had a conversation with your child about suicide attempts and what to look for in changes in attitudes and mannerism with children or friends, you have that discussion. And if you are a child and you have a friend that's been thinking about taking their own lives, y'all Google online who they can talk to. 
there's therapists that you can talk to through a chat on now. There's ter- therapists that you can talk to online anonymously and talk about your issues. There's so many options. You do not have to talk to people you know or people who make you feel uncomfortable. You can talk to somebody else that will help you through whatever you're thinking about. Nothing is bigger or better than you have in life. Nothing is more important than you having life and being able to enjoy life and being able to be happy. Period. My name is Shan. I'm out. Good night, good night, good night, good night. <laughs>